Welcome to Yuri Music Sages, where two friends blast ourselves into the past to relive and recontextualize the alternative Christian music we grew up listening to in the 1990s. My name is Clifton, and I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by a man who has never in his life had a dry run, Jay. How's it going? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've not had a... Well, anyway, uh, we can talk about my wet or dry runs later, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good, Clifton. This is, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, part two. Yes. So w- tell us what we're doing. We are doing Goaty Hook Sumo Surprise, part two. The last seven songs on the yes. album. I have a feeling that this episode would probably be shorter than the last one. Yeah, I mean, I, spoiler alert, I think the first half of the album is better than the second. Although There's there are, still great songs There are in some this good half. ones, yes. Yes. There's a few I would toss, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, Jay, um, I think we've already done the how listen to this. Uh, are we, does this half preach at us more or less than the, la- than the la- first half? Oh. Good question. Uh, it's fairly, fairly consistent, although maybe slightly less just because there's a few silly songs that really have nothing to do with preaching yeah. at all. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? I think it's less. Okay. I can only think of like, like really Spice Drops might be the only song that's really super Christian on this half. Well, never is implied. But it's implied. It doesn't yeah. say it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Never. I'll say it when we get to it. Never mind. Okay. We'll get All right. right. We're gonna. We're gonna spoil <laughs> it. Yeah. Let's just. Yes. We'll jump into it. All right. Before we move on, I want to remind everyone to visit Patreon.com/slash/YMSU to contribute and get extended episodes and special episodes. We dropped one uh, last week or the week before, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's all I know. Once again, I forgot to bring patron names. All you patrons out there, we are truly grateful. We're just bad at this. Thank you. <laughs> so, Jay, um, we've already done about the band. So I just want to mention that between the last two recordings, I've gotten to listen to the interview that Adam Neubauer did with The Rumors Are True um, last year, I think. And it was really good. He He actually goes into a little bit more history of the beginning of the band and his personal history and this album specifically on it. So I think it's, it's worth a listen. So go listen to that, everybody. All right, Jay, let's kick us off. We're going to start with track eight spice drops. You mean track eight shrinky dinks. Yep. Track eight shrinky dinks. <laughs> I'm reading it right here in front of me. Um, so to me, shrinky dinks is kind of the other, like, if seasons was a single on this album, mm-hmm. shrinking inks would maybe be the other one. Um, yes. scared of my is also another one, but this is, this is a song that was on that sampler that tooth and Nail put out. They made a video for this song. So clearly they mm-hmm. felt this was some type of like single and it makes sense. It's catchy. It's fun. It's really catchy. It's got like a, I think the chords must be more major chord kind of, it's a little happier sounding than some of the songs. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah. it is, it is a standard punk rock one four one four one four five yeah <laughs> yeah and so um 
It's another, and we'll mention this throughout this, but it's another song where Adam's drums kind of help carry part of the melody too. Mm. It's nothing super complicated, but they just add to it, you know? Yeah. And so this starts with drums, then you've got that crunchy guitar sound and kind of like seasons that kind of clickety snare sound at the end of certain lines kind of helps carry that guitar melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. Maybe we could just play the first, I don't know. 20 seconds of it or something. Yeah. And I, I want to mention that as, as we go into the first verse here, I really love, I think Joel's vocals on this are spectacular. They're probably one of, I think it's one of his best vocals on the entire album. So you hear that da na 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 da 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 like it's those drums kind mm-hmm. of fill in right at the end with what the guitar was doing. Um, which again it's this is nothing like crazy complicated, but they do this really well throughout this album. I think the yeah, drums Adam's really good at this. play a really good part. You know that that I want to say that immediately. Just like when I first turned this on, I was like my soul was back in the nineties. Just like <laughs> it was just a boo there you know <laughs> like i'm a teenager and i've got a shirt on with a graphic on it and you know yeah like, no you're right yeah definitely yeah um you know this this song is fun it's got like you heard that a little bit that whoa it's got background vocals kind of at the end of each line yeah. Which um, I, I think really helped like if you don't even if you don't know the vocals for this song you know you don't know the, the, the lyrics you can still scream along to the whoa woes you know so it, it it kind of makes it really catchy and makes it like a, a, a song that you can just participate in. Yeah. This is another song that I, I did not know all the lyrics to going back through yeah, this. I was like, Oh, that's what they're saying. But th- you're right. <laughs> just back in the day, you're like, Whoa, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, yeah. I don't know what he's saying, but whatever. It's fun. This right before the chorus comes in, like it's kind of got another nice drum part, like, and then like straight into the, the chorus. Um, and, I'm going to say something controversial here, Clifton. You may not agree, but actually the chorus, first of all, is a little bit longer for Goaty mm-hmm. Hook. But it's, I actually... I think it's maybe the longest one on this album. I don't think the chorus is as good is kind of really what they do on the bridge on the song. It's kind oh, of, no. for me, like the pinnacle of the song is later. Yes. The bridge and the end of the song is, is where it really peaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Let's listen though. So you kind of heard those toms go into the chorus yeah, and it's that is really good. Again, it's not like super complicated, but it's just, it's nice. A lot of drummers probably wouldn't think to do that. And it just mm-hmm. kind of helps propel it forward into the chorus. And yeah, he's like, this is, I've really enjoyed listening to this album, listen to all his drum parts back through this because he is kind of busy in some parts, but never too much. 
Like, right. you know, sometimes you listen to these albums, you're like, good God, like the dude needs to tone it down. But this is like, <laughs> he's doing a lot of cool stuff, but it really adds to every song. Yeah. Cause I, and I think a big part of it is it's not just feels it's changes, right? Yeah. Like that, that wasn't that the, the sneer thing wasn't a feel. It wasn't like a, it was right. a, it was just a, it, was, it went from, you know, like it was just a change. So, so it wasn't, it was cause feels get annoying. Feels just feel like you're, you're just, well, tr- try time for one easy trick to make this song right, seem right. better, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, this helps kind of propel the song along. It's, yeah, really nice. Yeah. I want to talk about the the verse one more time. Yeah. Because what I really love about the verse, y'all, listen, listen to the second verse. I really love kind of the long, strung out nature of of the of the vocals on, on the on the verse here. So, so I have to set aside what I want for. I have to set what I want for us aside. I have to set what I want for us aside, which is, you know, from the '90s is a huge change from such complicated pop punk songs that have two syllables per per line, such as "Always I know you'll be at my show, watching, waiting, come is." Yeah. rating right, right. <laughs> which by the way has the same chord progression as this song yeah joel does some fun stuff throughout this album vocally I, it also like you you kind of touched on the lyrics there um again not super complicated but they're not afraid to move words around to make it rhyme um mm-hmm. sometimes they structure it a little bit funny but you're like okay i see what you're doing yeah. there just trying to trying to hook yeah. in that rhyme and it works yeah, and and it's it. I don't know. It can seem annoying and childish when some people do it, but I think it always works here for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I agree. I, wonder, I don't. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe because it just it does stick to uh, that that vocal rhythm so well, you know that it's it's forgivable. Shall we play the bridge? Yes, since we mentioned it already, this great part of the song.
Great ending. Great, great way to take it out. Um, I don't know if you remember the video, but at this part in the video, they are the, the video is just kind of a mashup of live footage mm-hmm. and other stuff they've shot. Like it's not doesn't really have necessarily sure. a real theme. I remember Adam being in a shopping cart. Yeah, it's actually Conrad. Is it Con? Oh, yeah, Conrad mm-hmm. yeah. So they're pushing Conrad around in a shopping cart, and they're in a grocery store, and they're just like filling the cart with stuff. And so by the end, he's like completely covered. <laughs> Um, oh, I remember the part where the grocery cart was like in like a ditch. Oh, like okay. Yeah, that, there is other yeah. parts they're playing with it. But on the sped up part right there at the yeah, end, they're yeah. pushing him around. It's fun. It works well with it. Um, yeah, it's just a good, good song. We had to mention the background vocals there. You know, I think like a, it has three part harmony going there, you mm-hmm. know, which I've said over and over again. I just, it, and maybe, maybe Cody Hook is the big one here in the Christian music world, but I just, I encounter it so rarely in the secular world with, 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 with pop punk getting these great harmonies like this. I mean, that's, that was, that was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so many background vocals on pretty much every song on this, they clearly mm-hmm. like had some time when they were recording this to go back and add in all that kind of stuff. You so know? Adam does mention that on the, on the rumors are true, uh, podcast that because it took them so long you know because to negotiate the contract and to wait for him to turn 18 so he could sign the contract and everything you know mm-hmm. he said that they just they they knew what they were going to do when they went in to record so they were able to lay out the basic tracks very quickly which gave them some time to come in and really and really polish and, and, and finesse them that makes sense i mean some of these songs there's a song we're going to talk about in a minute that i found a video of them playing it in 95 a different video than the one i've been talking about Hmm. And it's almost the exact same. Like it, they've just some of these they have down. You know, some of these songs are on their other two EPs. Like mm-hmm. they've just played these songs so much that you know, I'm sure it was just really easy to knock them out and then go back through and yeah, add stuff. Yeah. You want to talk lyrics on this one? Let's do it. I'll be honest, I was a little bit surprised by these. Uh, Me too. Uh, well, first of all, I, this is definitely a song like I could said I didn't fully know what they were saying. It's a song where I like knew new little lines I'd sing along, yeah. but I didn't know. And especially at that end part where they're, do we know the part we just talked about, yeah. like no idea with all the harmony what exactly they were saying. Um, so I can read them. I don't have AI on here. <laughs> um, I think you pro- all your J- listeners J- are probably relieved. They decided not to go the obnoxious route. Um, but I'll read them for you and then we can talk about it. So it's last night I laid in bed and thought about it all. What was it that had made us fall? I don't regret anything that I said to you. The choice we made was something we already knew. And I'm finding, and then it leads into the chorus. Courses yesterday, you know, will never go away. It's best to leave behind if we want to find ourselves some peace of mind. Yesterday was when we were happy for tomorrow. There is hope. But today is hard and lonely, so it goes. Uh, Next verse is, I have to set what I want for us all aside. Without that, it would be a lie. I know inside now where I am, this is right, that this is right. From here on out, it will be hard, I can't deny. And I'm finding, and then they go back to the chorus, you know, yesterday, all that. And then this is the part, kind of the bridge at the end. And yes, I am afraid of what I can't foresee. Will you still be there? Will you still be the same? Will those feelings change? These thoughts I cannot bear. And the final part, do you stop to think about a time when we were without doubt, when love was something new and so unknown? Can we call ourselves just friends? Because why should this just have to end? And do you know why I must be alone? That last part's really strong. So 
what do you think the song's about? I mean, it seems like it's about a breakup. Yeah, so that's what I thought at first. And then I thought, or is it like a transition from a ro- just a romantic relationship to a friendship? Well, yeah, but it's like, it's right. It's a breakup that's trying not to like be nasty, right? It occurred to me later, though, was this more, here's another theory I have for this after thinking about it more, maybe I've just overthought it, but was this more something that like they were just friends, but then like they kissed or something mm. and this is him processing that. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it's not about that. I don't, I don't think there's anything in here to like go, go too strong or too, too strong, too, too strong for, or too strong against that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it do, you're right. It does have a, tr- there is a transience here that, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Cause this is the second line is what was it, you know, last night I laid in bed, thought about it all. What was it that made, that had made us fall? Yeah, exactly. Which fall has a lot of meaning wrapped up in it, in the Christian world, of course, you know, but I don't feel like he's, he's leaning on that here. I think, I think he's just saying it could be fall out of love. It could be um, just like, you know, a failure type thing, right? Just mm-hmm. like like some, something went wrong. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think this is like sin necessarily. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard because he's not ever specific enough to completely know what he's referring to. In a way, it's a little bit like South Capitol Street like that, that song mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you get it. You got a sense of what it, where he's going, but I don't know. Ex- there's nothing specific enough to really latch on to. So I don't know. It, it's to me, this feels a little bit like um, there's that line. He says, I have to set what I want for us all aside. Uh, without that, it would be a lie. I know. Which inside- to me is, Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. That second line, that second line there without, without that it would be a lie is the most confusing line of this line of the song to me. Well, and then he he says, I know inside now where I am that this is right. From here on out, it will be hard. I can't deny. And and so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, why does he have to set it aside? Why would it be a lie? Did God tell them they can't date? And perhaps I'm reading too much of, like, my own experience from this time mm-hmm. into this. But it, this is how that song feels a little bit like to me. Like, oh, man, we like each other. But for some reason, we cannot date. Um, and yeah. uh, it's like... I don't know. I just, this song makes me, and I've had this thought throughout this album with other stuff. It's like, isn't it amazing how much normal teenage stuff we complicated by bringing God into it? Like (laughs) these are normal feelings, but we put this much larger framework on it where we had to see if it was appropriate or not, or if God approved. Mm -hmm. Um, when, yeah. when when just the norm, when when just dealing with the with the, with the world was hard enough already right right with all the hormones going through and all exactly that kind of confusing times yeah. yeah and to be fair I'm reading into this a little bit my own experience and so maybe this is not that but this feels a lot like that um, yeah so I don't know yeah. it's so, it's a uh, yeah I wish. Sometimes I look back, I'm like, man, what would it have been like to just been a teenager, not in church and not having all this extra stuff and just like, mm. oh, you have a crush on somebody. Oh, you like somebody. That's great. Like, you know, like, it could just be cute and sweet and not evil. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It must have been really nice. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 
I started Googling uh, um, 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 uh, religious trauma the other day. I think I'm going to read that book that you recommended. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, which I was on the Patreon episode, but everyone, uh, Jay recommended a book. It's called, but I can tell everyone else, it's called yeah. When Religion Hurts You by I think yeah. Dr. Laura Anderson. Uh, highly recommend, very readable, very easy to read, and you will think more of things like we're talking about right now. Like, why, why <laughs> did, yeah, every, why did everything have to be so difficult? Um, so for me, I just thought this was a really refreshingly like nice breakup song. Okay. You know, like it's just, it's just, it's, it's sweet. It's innocent. I I love the line, you know, here at the end, that, that, that really great part. Do you, do you stop to think of a time when we were without doubt when love was something new and so unknown, which is kind of, kind of sweet and nice, you know? Mm -hmm. And everyone, Everyone has had that moment in their life with somebody, right? Right. right. And everyone has had a a moment when you want that back, right? Because love can also be so fraught and and hard at times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Clifton, I appreciate your more optimistic, positive view on this song um, rather than me taking us down, you know, the whole (laughs) religious judgmental thing on this. I still... I still saw the little the little exit ways that you saw too, where I was like, oh, is that a little God thing right there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I just... I kind of chose to uh, to be a little po- more positive with it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's fine. S- speaking of like God explicit songs, should yeah. we go to Spice Drops? Yeah, Jay, tell us about track nine, <laughs> Spice Drops. So I will say this is an older song. It's actually f- from their first demo, No Date. And it's not drastically different than that version. It's definitely no. better and faster. Yes. Than yes. that one. Um, this song is so fast, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like 170 beats per minute. It's basically just like, you know, the band more than two years later, probably from when they first did this song playing it. And they're a lot more <laughs> talented. Um, yeah. You know, but it's, it kind of starts with this like picked undistorted guitar part, almost like a, when I say metal, not like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? How some metal songs kind of have that really like almost like medieval is not the right word, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like that real picked guitar mm-hmm. sound. I'm not into metal, so I don't, I don't have the words for this, but they kind of like they're intricate. They pick a lot. It's like, it's a very bright pick too. Like the, the, the picking has a very, it's very crisp, mm-hmm. you know, like that, but, but also it's a, this isn't a minor chord, for example, this is in C minor which is not something you get a lot in punk songs and mostly because people just don't play all the notes necessarily to get a minor out of a chord in punk, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It, so it's, yeah, it's got a different sound immediately after that part, the drums finally come in with the bass and it's not until after a minute though, that you get the full band with distortion and vocals and stuff. Um, so they really kind of draw this out, but again, it's not that different when they first recorded this um, on their demo and it's a little more intricate. This is, yeah, it, there's, there's more, there's more guitar parts to it. Yeah, definitely better. Um, this is a, uh, <laughs> we'll get to the lyrics in a minute, but quite simple song lyrically. Uh, in fact, quite a few of these songs we're covering on the second half of the album are, um, but it's, you know, when they come in, they're just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have some nice drumming. At the beginning, and then finally, we really get the song started. Not to like a minute and a half, and um, 
lots to talk about God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very it's a very meandering song, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's it, it is catchy actually. I mean, no, the, it's really catchy. The chorus is just God, 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 yeah. God, but it's like it, it it's again, it's extremely simple chorus, but it it's catchy and it works and it's it's kind of fun you get these like kind of these gang vocals with like s- silly stuff mm-hmm. like silly sound effects after it um hard to describe we'll probably just have to play it in a second but it, it works and it's fun yeah i agree uh so, so one, one thing i wanted to point out before we play it is that it's so it isn't it isn't c minor it's it and this song just has like it's just a different sound right like you're right it does sound more metal it does sound it doesn't sound punk let's say that yeah right and the chord progression is very not punk. It, it and it's 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 one seven one six um, over and over again at the beginning, and, and like played pretty slow at the beginning, but then later on it's like one seven one six, one seven one six, one seven one six, one seven one six. That's how fast they're playing it when they when they get to the to the God 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 part. Yeah, let's play the opening. right here is actually a very popular um like a minor chord progression uh, it's it's the it's same chord progression as like the cranberry zombie oh hmm. um yeah even those drums right there though by the way that you did the part oh, yeah. you just pause really nice like yeah yeah there's not a lot to talk about in this song musically because it's just it just repeats over and over again but let's let's uh i guess we should get to a a verse And that's basically it over and over. (laughs) (laughs) So you could see why they took almost a minute and a half to get to that uh because there's not a lot there without a long intro there's a third chord progression there for the last part of the for the second part of the chorus the part where it's just god 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 
ah, woo. And it's more of a, just like a typical like alternative or grunge kind of chord progression. But yeah, it's a pretty simple song. Just just uh, repeats over and over again. Uh, one thing I find interesting here is, is that it's, it's music by Joel, which I've always, in my past, in my brain, I always thought of that intro guitar as being a very Conrad thing. But I don't know, maybe that's Joel. Yeah, me too. So it was interesting that this was Joel. Yeah. Um, because All it right. reminds me of like never, which we're going to cover later. Like it, it's sort yes. of similar vein and that's Conrad. And so I thought, but yeah, yeah. uh, I'll do the lyrics. Um, there's not a lot here, Nope. but it just said the lyrics are basically God, God, he sent his son to save us from the evil one bought by blood, begotten son for faith is free and very fun. And then the, the chorus, just, God, 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 you know, just repeating it. Like he said, yeah. and then they say, ah, woohoo. And that's so- it. <laughs> so Clifton, I'm looking on your, you've shared your screen. I'm looking on your lyrics and I've noticed you bolded the same line that I just thought, I don't even know what to say about this, but you bolded. It says faith is free and very fun. (sighs) I mean, to me, this is just like youth group kids discover punk rock sound kind of line. I don't (laughs) like, I just, yeah. I, I, I felt like it was a, a thesis statement for this entire album. I mean, you're right. That, that's actually a good way to put it. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There's a lot of like fun silly stuff on this but then also trying to bring god into it so yeah um i'm not sure in which way faith is free and very fun but i'll just take it on at their word that that, that's how they find it you know yeah come on come on clifton don't you remember god is so much fun 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 god we're having fun youth group fun 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 and then the preacher stands up and talks about going to hell (laughs) um or not touching somebody but i yeah but i feel like this is this is my youth group experience that I feel like for a lot of us that were teenagers back then, this is what it was. You played games, you did fun stuff and there was some legit fun stuff. We had big scavenger yeah. hunts around town. We played these, we did all kinds of fun stuff with the youth group to be fair. There's a lot of fun stuff. And then there was always the like, okay, sit down. Now we're going to talk about serious stuff mm-hmm. moment. Um, so yeah. And that's kind of this album a little bit. I agree. Um, and, uh, the, the 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 part for me is that it never seemed to go together, right? It's like, have fun, and then we're going to get serious about God. Well, and that, I mean, to be critical of this album a little bit, that's part of the problem with this album, right? It is. It's, it's like, yeah. serious song, fun, silly, fun, silly, serious, fun, <laughs> si-. like, it's not. Now, there are a few, like, shrinky dinks, or even seasons where it's kind of like, it's not silly, but it's not mm-hmm. uber silly. Like, it, that's a nice middle ground, um, but a lot of these songs are either just, especially some of these both, we're about to do, completely silly or... Both Seasons and Trinketings could be secular songs. Yeah. There's nothing about them that makes them particularly Christian. Right. This one is. I think this one kind of walks the line between seriousness and and fun because not... Well, walk the line is a bad way to say it because it's just like, it's like very serious, but then they just like scream, ah! At times, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and the the concept behind the song of just saying God a bunch is very, I don't know, interesting. Any idea why it's called Spice Drops? I always just felt like that intro kind of music. I just felt, I always just felt like that was Spice Drops. Okay. Whatever that I don't is. Know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay. Well, you want to go to the next song? Yeah, Jay, let's move on to track 10, Money. Money, 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 money. So this song is also on Boca Grande, which is their like much better EP that they put out in 95. And there is a, I've got it in my notes, Clifton, there is a video of them playing this song at Cornerstone 95. And Ooh. it is almost exactly like this recording. Mm-hmm. And so it's clear that like, as we were saying earlier, they really had it down at this point. I mean, he's got the saxophone, yeah. everything for the live performance. It's all there. Um, so, and this is a really fun song. It's kind of got a weird song structure. I don't know what inspired this. Um, this is definitely <laughs> kind of like a, a highlight of this album. For sure. It's, it's, I definitely did not appreciate this song when I was a kid. I thought it was one of the silly songs, you know, and I kind of just passed over it. But it's like, it's musically very interesting, I think. Even though it's very simple, I think, once again, I think what Joel is doing with his lyrics here, the way he kind of ups and downs on some stuff, you know, I just, I I think it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's really, it's a really good song. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like this one more now than I did when I was a kid. Me too. For sure. hundred percent. Yes. Um, Just when this starts, you immediately know this is going to be different. Because it's just like a little bit of a guitar strum and then like a whole group of people singing, (laughs) starting with My Little Sunshine. And then it was always hard for me to make out every other thing they're saying. But there's also like people yelling or making farm noises in the background. It's just like, oh, whoa, okay, something completely different is happening in this one. Um, And it's a lot of this until about 50 seconds in Mm -hmm. when they finally kick into the song. And then it's just like, high gear um pretty much throughout the whole thing and and i forget who said it in which interview but someone described this as a violent films type intro where we were just trying to make each other laugh i could see that okay i hadn't thought about that but that is um yeah yeah there is definitely a violent films vibe to this song a little bit yeah Um, yeah okay well um yeah should we play a little bit of the intro and then we could maybe cut to where the song starts yeah, I mean, I think all of it's interesting, but I think when it gets really fast is when it really does get interesting. Yeah. My little sunshine sleeps beneath the old. The forest deserts seem to Um, it's kind of funny that this is right after Spice Drops because the chorus is kind of the same style. Like that was God, 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 God. This is money, 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 yeah. money, money. <laughs> it's just basically repeating the same thing. But it, yeah, maybe that's why I didn't take it seriously as a kid because it was just repeating words, the same word again. But I think I, I like this one almost better than Spice Drops now. Oh, for me, for sure. It's just really fun. He is very confident Joel is like just with the way that that he starts off after that silly part, you know, where he says, what is the exact line? 
singing in the breeze was all to hear like straight in with that and just um i don't know it's fun and then you know you've got you got a little bit later after that money 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 part kind of a i don't know it cuts away just to bass and drums and then i don't know if it's joel or somebody but does almost some like elvis vocals mm-hmm. and you've got this background with everybody else going ba 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 yeah That sax part works. So great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I think that maybe some people felt it was gimmicky, but I think it's it nails it. I mean, what what else could you want from that song? Yeah, it's great. It's a great addition. Um, and it's just the right amount of time. It doesn't overdo it. It's it's really fun. You know, and then finally the song ends, kind of they go back into that chorus a little bit, and at the very end they say M O N E Y, and that kind of the song wraps up there. I've got, a, I've got a question for you. Yeah. So the last li- the last two lines of the song lyrically are staring at her. I came to see standing in front of her. She wanted m- money more. But in the song, I don't think the last line is said. I think it just ends on staring at her. I came to see, and then they laugh <laughs> and they move on. <laughs> pause is like feels really clever you know yeah and i don't know if that like you kind of wonder if his laughing was like running out of breath i can't say this last line (laughs) and we just kept it in or they just decided to you know yeah do that one other thing i want to mention about the song is that you know it goes from the the really slow weird kind of intro and then he it almost immediately repeats um the first verse again and i love the difference between like the in the in the intro part, it says, "When I came near, she awoke and she gazed at me with guys eyes of guile." I I love the way that that transitions into what into what Joel does here. Stop. 
Anyway, I just I just love the the rhythm of his vocals there. I love the the kind of timber and his ups and downs, like and just how he almost always feels like he's running out of out of out of uh, air, you know. But he's not. Like it just keeps going. Yeah, this is a fun, fun fun song. I don't know. I haven't watched like the full videos of their reunion shows, but I hope they played this one because this is a pretty fun yeah. song. It is. Um, I'll read the lyrics. They are long. I apologize, but just so you <laughs> get a sense, they even use some words that I don't fully understand, but um, this is like they were showing off their vocabulary a little bit. But anyway, he says, my little sunshine sleeps beneath the oak. The forest denizens seem to smile. When I come near her, she awoke. She gazed at me with eyes of guile. We walked out to the grassy knoll. My heart runs and leaps like a deer. Compared to her, the fairest are droll. Her singing in the breeze was all to hear singing. I love money, 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 tons of money, blah, 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 blah. You know, I love money more than my little honey. That's the chorus. And then um, he says the first verse again, so I'm not going to repeat it for you. And then after repeating the first verse, the chorus, he goes into, now after hearing those words from my cutie, I was wounded and I wanted to cry. She doesn't like me or my beauty. She started singing and drew nigh. She held my hand and whispered in my ear, you're the only one for me in my life. Now, how much money did you make this year? Those words cut me like a butter knife. Um, <laughs> and then the last part is, now I was uh, I was taken by a big surprise, looking at her, trying to read her soul. The color of greed was in her eyes. She seemed to be under money's control. Now, strolling away, she looked back at me. I've seen that look before. Standing at her, I came to see. Uh, standing in front of her, she wanted money more. But Which is that last line that they don't really. They the don't last one I don't say that. Just say M O N E Y to end. Yeah. So, is this just a funny story about a greedy woman? Is this is this misogynistic? Am I being? Am I thinking about it too much? Where I mean, did this mis- come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I I almost think of it as similar to, uh, uh, even though it's it's completely different. It, it, I feel like it's very similar to. That Giuliana, uh, Giuliana theory song, "Show Me the Money," you know. Oh, funny. Um, okay, but I, I, maybe it could be misogynistic. I just took it as silly, you know. I, I feel like this could be Andy. I, I didn't. I, I felt like it was a woman because they're guys, you know. Yeah, no, and they say she, and yeah, you're right. It, it's just it makes sense in in the thing, and it's it is funny, and I just I'm very curious what the story behind this one is like. Yeah how they came up with this it's words and music by conrad who by the way is kind of all over the place on this album because this <laughs> is very different sounding than like the last song never which we'll do in a few minutes that he wrote words right and so music he's writing for. this at like 21 22 something like that uh-huh. you know like I, I can see writing this in your 30s but yeah it is it is something weird for for an early for like literally someone who just stopped being a teenager to write yeah um it's funny i i this is kind of a highlight on the album for sure. And like you said, I like it more now than back in the day. Yeah, me too. Um, jump to the next one. Let's go on to track 11, Super Sumo. Now I'm going to say, and Clifton may not agree with me, that I think this song and the next two after it are kind of the weakest on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you agree, but um, listener, we will we'll go quickly through these maybe. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> Okay. Now this one, I even wonder if this was kind of written straight up for this album. Cause they, 
you know, it's called Sumo Surprise. Like this might have been one of the last songs written for this. Maybe it didn't get enough attention. Mm. I don't know. It's it's very much just a straight up punk song, you know, just yeah. a straight up pop punk song. I mean, there's not a whole lot interesting to it. It's 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 not a bad song. No, you know, but it's not like it's not going to grab your attention, which is probably why it's on the second half of the album. You the, know? I mean, the guitar on this, and even just with what it starts off with, did it sound almost like a little post punk to you, Clifton? Like the way that they kind of do it. Like I could almost hear this in a completely different style of band playing this kind of guitar. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely borrowing some some like grunge or like 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 you know I can't think of the exact word that I'm looking for here, but you know some like artsy kind of punk. Yeah, it's thing, not know? like the happy shrinky dinks sound, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but they're not taking it. It's still not a serious. It's a, it's a completely unserious song, right? Yeah, you hear that guitar and you're like, oh, and then he starts singing about sumos, and it's like, okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's I don't know the the chorus is is okay. It's not super catchy. Um, no, it's it, fine. It's another one that probably gets better towards the end with the bridge. I don't know what else. What else do we want to say about this? I don't really have much, any, almost anything to say about this. Yeah. Should we it's, play? It's, it's let's play a little bit of the chorus. Cause I mean, it does okay. kind of highlight the album, but then, you know, we can, we can go over the lyrics a little bit. Cause they are kind of funny and a little bit clever, but, um, I mean, what they will feel is jealousy when I win the champion trophy. I'm a I know I keep saying this, but do you hear Adam's drums even in that part? Like mm-hmm. some really good stuff going on. Yes. You know. It's it's uh, without without Adam's drums, this would this would be a very boring song. Yeah, true, true. It's not particularly fast. It's not particularly catchy. It's just a a straight up kind of pop punk song. Yeah. You want me to do the lyrics? We can. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> that you don't like the. Jay, you told us last time that you did a project for school where you wrote a story about wanting to be a sumo wrestler. Yeah, you're right. right. Inspired by this. Okay. Inspired by this album, not necessarily the song. But this is the song about being a sumo wrestler. I know. I know. And and so, I mean, I thought it was funny and I thought the whole album was funny and I like the idea, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I loved the song. You know, it okay. just it okay. inspired me, Clifton. It didn't mean I, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yes. Um, It's kind of Go funny. Ahead. Maybe, do I need to read all these? It's no, basically it's just, not necessarily. It's JC just about being a sumo wrestler. It's fine. I will read one part that I did think was funny. He says, I'll be a big celebrity and big is really what I mean. So it's just stuff like that. You heard the chorus. I'm a full-fledged sumo wrestler wannabe, even if you keep on making fun of me. But, you know, that's all I'll ever try to be. I mean, it is what it is. It, this this song was words by Conrad, music by Joel. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's fine. Right. Let's move on to the next track. 12, Knock Knock. Well, you could probably tell what this song will be about just by the title. And yes, 
you're right. <laughs> this definitely to me feels like, oh, we need another song. Huh. What could this will be funny? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe they've been playing this song for years. I'm not sure. But, you know, whatever. Uh, this is maybe more one of those I'd probably liked more back in the day just because of how silly mm-hmm. and dumb it was. It's Word to Music by Conrad, and it is basically just knock-knock jokes set to music. I think it's the best annoying song on the album. Uh, okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. I mean, that's a low bar, the best annoying song, but you're right. Okay. <laughs> but because I like the, the, just these, these guitars at the beginning here. <laughs> Sorry, they come in a second. It's okay. Because first we got to get these scary voices. enjoy the group project feel of the of the vocal recording session yeah and i think possibly even that second verse was was conrad even like there's some different people singing on this um which is kind of fun and you know (laughs) they're not entirely wrong this song will make you mad worst song he ever had (laughs) it's not right not the worst but you know it's it's uh it's funny. Um, I mean, it, you could tell, you could just tell immediately with the weird vocals at the beginning and the countdown and stuff that it's going to be silly. So, yeah, yeah. It, it gets, they do a good job of kind of stretching this out, but not in a super annoying way. Um, because they even get, if you could play it, it's about two minutes and 30 seconds in. They even get to where like everything cuts out, but the drums and just hand claps, which is, it, it's kind of fun. I mean, yeah, that's it. I don't even know if we need to say the rest of the, the lyrics. They did have one line in here, knock, knock, who's their goatee, goatee, who, that annoying band. Um, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, so it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You're right. It's probably yeah. the best silly song on here. I don't know yeah. anything else. All right, let's move on to track 13, Dry Run. <sighs> okay. Clifton, before we jump into this much, and I will say this is Words and Music by Conrad again. What do they say at the beginning? Wet crime! Wet crime? Okay, that's what I thought too. Wet crime. I'm like, what is wet crime? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've always heard at least, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, this is kind of a uh, <laughs> a weird song too. You start kind of with that. You you heard it right at the end there. The bass line, which is kind of cymbals, and then the whole band comes in, and it is fast. And basically, the song is just the verses are naming food, and the chorus is describing how they feel after eating the food. <laughs> yeah, I will say before, before we listen to it, I will say I really do like the palm muting riff um, on the guitars here. I mean, that's basically it, boys and girls. You better be cautious, and you know my face, uh, and because you know I'm feeling nauseous, and you know my face is turning green. Basically, like I'm gonna throw up, and it gets weirder as the song goes with the stuff they eat. He talks about roasted goose and pickle juice, hamburger and vinegar, um, banana splits with southern grits, throat lozenges with sausages. It just. I don't know really what the point of the song was other than to try to be silly and funny, but it, it's just, I don't know, maybe too forced. It's just not that funny. What do you okay, think? So here's the premise of the song. This is what Adam said in the, uh, in the rumors are true podcast. He said, you know how, when you throw up enough, you start to have like dry heaves cause there's nothing left. Could you have so much diarrhea that like you have, dry runs like, like mm. there's nothing left to poop but you feel like you gotta like sit there and like try to poop <laughs> um all right fair yeah yeah and you but wonder mostly it's just listing things that try to like an exercise and trying to try to make you feel sick to your stomach i think it, and i it would not shock me if they had that discussion and then wrote this song like <laughs> yes, literally had course. the title had the discussion then we're like huh hmm, let's see what we can do <laughs> I agree. I will say here, though, that I think this is a very nice, nice bridge. Sounds like a hardcore breakdown. Might be a crack butter. That's it. I, will, the, I think the weirdest line in the uh, song is electric eels and stainless steel. I mean, it, it, I you could tell they're just like, what can we think of? Yep. Oh, this will be funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Jay, anything else to say about that one? No. <laughs> okay. The last track on the album is called is Never, Never. And it's words and music by Conrad. And just c- in case you thought we were only finishing the album with silly songs. Oh, nope, nope. We sucked you in. Now we're <laughs> going to give you the message. Here it is. This is that kind of song. Wait, um, this is the message? Well, I mean, okay, you're right. I, I'm reading into it more. There's definitely some implied stuff here. We'll get to the lyrics in a second. But yeah. musically, this song reminds me of Scared Am I, that same type of sound yes. a little Another bit. Another dark song. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit darker sounding. And it's this like again kind of like a more of a, like a metal sounding guitar riff the drums start with lots of toms it's just 
definitely darker sounding. Mm-hmm. Finally, you have the second the guitar come in, and then finally the full band comes in. And this is another song where their drums are really busy, but I think it actually adds to the song. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just play the beginning of it. I love that intro riff. Uh, the 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 palm union part is cool, but then when the other guitar comes in, and I don't I don't know what's going on there musically. I didn't analyze this song, but that that when that second note kind of sits on top of the palm union thing, it just it has a, it has a feel to it. Yeah, no, it's a cool sound. It as you were just playing it there, I was like, this is not what I think of when I think of Goaty Hook, though, right? Like I'm thinking much sillier, even like brighter colors in my mind. This is like dark sounding. Yeah, see, I just I, just, I think of both though. Okay, all right, yeah. And this song definitely, it goes too far, you know, <laughs> in the story. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the lyrics in a second. We'll get there. I, I agree. I was a little bit like, why, why? Like, this is, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it does have a really good chorus, though. It does. And at the end of the chorus, it's got another nice start-stop. You know, we talked about that last episode. They do that well in this one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the no, never, no, never is just so good. I think it's the contrast with the never know what's in store, kind of the real melodic part of that. And then into the no, never, no, never. Yeah. And again, that little, that tiny little pause right there, Mm -hmm. just really tight. It's, it's nice. Yeah. You kind of have a bridge later on that it's it's just the drums chill out a little bit. <laughs> it's same guitar line as before, a little bit more distortion, but chilled out drums. And then as it picks well, can up, we, can we talk about the bridge? Because this kind of, this is another thing that reminded me of Craig's brother. Yeah, yeah. there's a shared influence there that I don't, that I just don't know. Like, I don't know screeching weasels that well. Maybe this is a screeching weasels reference uh, influence. I don't know, but I don't know. I just, I just really like that. Yeah, no, with, with both those guitars and it it Mm -hmm. gets more dramatic as it goes, doesn't it? You can feel it. You're like, Ooh, it's building to something the way those drums like kick in more at that last part, like, um, which fits with the lyrics to be fair, um, on this. And yeah, I, I will say for this whole album, for the most part, I did not dread listening to it. We do some episodes on here where I'm like, fuck, I have to listen to that again before we record. And it's like <laughs> miserable. This was yes. not one of those. Even songs were to be I honest. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Even songs to be honest, like where this one, I don't love the lyrics. 
some of these songs I don't really like the lyrics, but I've really enjoyed just re-listening to the music. Um, Mm -hmm. It's aged very well, I think, honestly. Um, So, yeah, I like that part. And it's, you know, I was saying it's dramatic. It kind of picks back up. And as they move into the third verse, Joel even is a little bit almost screaming at the end of the verse. So they do a good job of like the message of the song, the lyrics with the music right there, kind of building to a crescendo. No, it's really nice. And then at the very end, you think the song is over, kind of, but then you get a little bit of this kind of undistorted guitar playing it just last maybe 20 seconds and then kind of fading out. And that's it. It really is quite mood setting. Yeah. And you can see why they put this song last, right? Mm-hmm. Just the, even before we haven't even talked about the lyrics yet, but just the style of the song. It's like, it kind of just needs to fit at the end of the album. Mm-hmm. Should we do lyrics? Let's do. Yeah. So I will read these. Cause this is one, I think we'll talk about a little bit more, but um, again, this is Conrad remember. And um, here are the lyrics. He says, got a phone call on this rainy night. It was a call that I dread for all my life. My son was driving on a winding road when he lost control. My mind is spinning all around in circles, and I think to myself, and this is the course, he says, never I know what tomorrow brings with it. Never I know what's in store, but all I know is my faith to never lose. No, never, no, never. Uh, next verse, finally get there to the twisted wreck. I see my son with a bloody broken neck. I take his hand and place it near my heart, and his last words were, don't you worry, Dad, I'll see you someday, and he dies in my arm. Third verse, his breath has left him and his eyes have closed. Oh, my son, how your body's growing cold. Tears are pouring, falling from my face, and I shut my eyes. So star- so sorrow steep. That's hard to say. So sorrow starts to seep in my sad soul. So I say to myself, and then they did the chorus again, never I know what tomorrow brings with it. All that. It's not as funny as the wreck scene in Signs, I don't think. <laughs> uh yeah, this is needlessly dramatic, it feels like. So dramatic. Right? Like, it's a lot. Oh, my son, how your body's growing cold. Just. Less dramatic. One thing I do want to ask you, did you notice that there might have been an error when Joel sings these in the first verse? Uh-uh. So, the lyrics... I'll, I'll read the first three lines again, and I'm curious what you think. He says, got a phone call on this rainy night. It was a call that I dread for all my life. My son was driving on a, now I would say winding road there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he says winding road when we actually play it, which I find odd that they didn't catch that. Um, Interesting. You tell me what you What's think. This? Should we play it again? Got a phone. 
your car on this rainy night It was a car that I dread for all my life My tongue was driving on a windy road When he lost control My tongue was driving on a windy road I think it's wind, winding, winding, winding. It's hard to hear. It could almost be winding, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've always thought he says winding, and then I was like, that doesn't make sense. I thought it was windy road. Like I thought so. When I windy. was a kid, that's what I thought, too. Because yeah. I, I always thought, like, oh, why would Conrad write two songs about driving down a dark, rainy road or something like that? Like, a stormy road, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, But, I mean, it feels like the basic message of this is, like, you never know what could happen. And then the implied message is like, so live the right way and know, and make sure you have faith kind of yes. thing. Yes. Um, I, I think it's also just a declaration of like, no matter how bad it gets, I know that my faith is going to be there for me. It's just, why did it have to be this? Like none of them, I don't so, think any of them are fathers at this point. No, it's so rough. It's so rough. It's just a strange yeah. like scenario to write up, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it occurred to me that Cool Hand Luke's first show was opening for Goaty Hook. Really? And I wonder, you remember when we talked about them in that episode? I'm I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what they said when we looked back. It was their, their very first show. They said they were okay. terrible, but they're opening for Goaty Hook. But I wonder then if they were inspired by this song when they wrote Window Seats and Last Wishes, because it's hmm. kind of the same type of song a little bit, like... A little bit. About to die, dying, got regrets. Oh no, hope I <laughs> live the right way kind of thing. I don't know. Just, you know, we yeah. wonder if there's a little bit of influence there. Could be. I mean, I think it's, this is also just a really emotional song and they're, we're doing emo stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah fair. Um, But I guess my question is, this is a lot to think about as a kid in your like late teenage years or early 20s mm-hmm. and like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, scared am I is very serious, almost too serious, but it is a scenario that you can put yourself in as a teenager. Yes. Right. This one is rough. First off, it's just, it's almost impossible to put yourself in there as a teenager and it's just maybe a little too far. I don't know. That's what I feel. Uh, Yeah. I just, this is another example of like fun song, fun song, fun song, super serious song. And like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. but I did like the sound of it. You're right. Musically, I like the it's amazing. Doing. It's a fun song in that sense. Um, yes. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Musically, I think it's it's spot on. I think the the instrumentation captures the the darkness and the dread of this song. You know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's still fun and I mean, fun in like a enjoyable way. Like you can enjoy listening to this song without feeling like you're going to kill yourself. Right. You know, right. Even though it is pretty depressing in subject matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's one of the top four songs of the album. Maybe. Fair. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a good yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait, wait. You mean you like it more than dry run? <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a little more, a little more than dry run. Not more than money. But more than that. I agree. No, I don't like it more than money, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it definitely beats Dry Run and Knock Knock for sure, and yes, Super Sumo, yes. all those. Yes, yeah. those three are rough. I still think that that Knock Knock. I, I really do just love the guitars on Knock Knock, so I, I have a hard time saying it's a skip. It's a skip beat for me, you know. But yeah, yeah. Well, Jay, what do you think overall? 
honestly, man, I I really like this album. I it is one that's been weird to go back to because some of the songs lyrically, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I don't, mm, yeah, not enjoying as much, and it is very reflective of that culture at the time. Yes, um, and to but me. I don't- like I just keep thinking about youth group with this, which I realize is not really fair. I mean, this was not played in my youth group and like something like DC talk is much more youth group music, but this just is the silliness and everything just reminds me of kind of that vibe of like church mm-hmm. camp or something. And so I just think about that a lot with this and cause you kind of have both extremes. You've got the like really serious and then you've got the like really silly and I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Like, at church camp during the day, you're outside playing dry run. Yeah. And in the evening, you're in the chapel hearing about someone dying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I think, think church camp is the exact way to look at this. Yeah. You're, 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 you're right there. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, I, I think I really, I enjoy going back to this album. I think I appreciate it in a lot of ways more than, than I did as a kid. And I loved it as a kid. I mean, to me, you know, I loved MXPX, you know, but to me, this always felt like a step above MXPX, you know? Yeah. And musically going back to it, I agree. I've enjoyed like this picking out stuff that I hadn't really paid attention to as a kid, mm-hmm. the start stops, all the stuff on drums, just the yeah. little Joel sometimes has a really good sense of melody and timing with some of the things. It's just, it's, it's nice. Even like, you know, I went back and listened to some of the songs like with the guitar taken out, like stuff like that. Like Christian's bass is just phenomenal and keeps things moving so often. It keeps them interesting and bouncy when it needs to be and keeps it serious when it needs to be. You know, he he, he has a great presence. You know, he on on some songs he has like he has a little distortion to his bass, which sounds really good. Uh, you know, I just I just think that like I said, I, I love this album as a kid. And I think I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's one of the best albums of all time, but I think I enjoy it more today even than I did then. Or at least I have more appreciation for it. Let's let's say that than I did then. Fair. And I, you know, I think it does have some of that youth group thing going on to it, you know. But I also feel like what this gives us, and I said this last time, what it gives us that like a plank eye doesn't give us, for example, is... I feel like this is more a reflection of that youth group culture and less a lecture about why you need to be more youth group. Yeah, I think you're right. It very much just reflects that culture at the time. And, you know, it's clear, like, uh, I think they all are coming from church. Like, you know, Adam, I think it's his parents were preachers and I, I, or somebody, a pastor at the church. And then, I don't yeah, know about dad the rest pastor of them. at the church where they practiced. Yeah. I don't know about the rest of them, met. but it's very clear that they're like coming from that world. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, and they all met in, and they, they all met in the youth group. There. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think overall I've, I've enjoyed this. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did a two parter Jay. I don't know about you, but I'm glad we did a two parter cause I really enjoyed doing every song. Fair. Yeah. I don't want to do two parters on every album we do from now on. No. Clifton. Okay. No, of course, no, 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 no. <laughs> Most songs don't need two parts, but yeah. I felt like this one was important enough, at least for me as a kid. And, and I know I, it's an album that both of us really love. And I didn't mind listening to every song on this. Like I said, there are some where it's torture. Um, it is. So this was yeah. not that bad. 
Yeah. All right, Jay, uh, any thoughts on album artwork and stuff like that? I, I'm going to be honest. I think the cover art's great. I think they really kind of nailed it with this album artwork. They definitely spent some money on this. They kind of went all out. I mean, it's full color, multi-page mm-hmm. design. I, I don't little, know. What do you think? cultural appropriation. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yes. Fair. But it is called sumo surprise. So I don't yeah. think like, I think the maybe with the font, the way it's written up top, it, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. But overall it's pretty tame. It could have been can, can, worse. Can I give you my take on cultural appropriation from this time period? Yes. Being raised as a white evangelical Christian in the United States, especially the South. I felt like we just didn't have a culture, honestly. Okay. And what little culture we have, I didn't really like, you know? And so, you know, yes, there's cultural appropriation going on here, but also I just feel like at that age, I needed to explore that because fuck the one I'm in, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't like, I take it a little bit more lighthearted, I guess. Now, like, I think, True cultural appropriation is like, I'm in a sumo suit. Aren't I funny? And I don't think that's exactly what's going on here, you know? No. Um, it's not just like, hey, can I get a laugh because I'm different, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, no, this, I, it's fairly tame the way these things go. And it's, um, I don't know. I'm just looking at this artwork now on your screen. Like, I think they did a good job with the cover. Even the way, yeah. like, that even the way they've written sumo surprise at the bottom. And then one of the sumo's legs is out over that graphic that the other is behind mm-hmm. it. Like, especially considering this is 1996. So it's like not, I don't know what software they had for this at the time, but definitely not everyone had this. I, I don't know. So have, I you, have you seen the, the one that they, they redid this for the 25th anniversary with black and white here for the, for the sumos. Have you seen this one? No. Okay, so this is this this is the 25th anniversary LP release. Okay, um, it's it's for everyone out there. It's the same exact cover, but the but the sumo picture is just in black and white, and and then there's red. Um, all the other graphics are red. Like the original one has like a lot of yellow to it, obviously, because there's a lot of yellow skin. You know, skin just in general has a yellow tint to it, and there's some yellow in the graphics. But this one is just all uh, red and and grayscale. I think it looks pretty good. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I like better. But, um, yeah. but, I, but you can I, see it, it's, it's also not, a, it's also a recreation cause it's not just the exact, um, image again. It actually, it's, it's sharper. You can tell they actually went back and recreated it mm. well, from the original. I think honestly, I like the cover. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's another part that I think it's kind of aged fairly well. And then the inside it's kind of got like the background is like a, I only have like a sumo comic or something, then also mm-hmm. mixed in with like photos of the band. Uh, it's yes. not completely clear. It's not easy to tell all of what it is, but it's got the lyrics laid on top of that then in white and the background is kind of a dark kind of like greenish red. It, it honestly looks really nice. Like I, it does. And the band looks cool, you know, like in yeah. individual pictures, you know, like Adam, he, he, his name is eight track Jones for some reason in this. <laughs> and it never gives his real name by the way. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I think they must have messed up and, because it has it at the top and below it. Yeah, or they didn't. I don't know. Right, but uh, but uh, he looks like a kind of like a Orange County kind of douchebag, you know, kind of thing going on right here. Christian is 
dressed up as like a train conductor? I don't know. What do you think that is? Something like that. Yeah. Conrad is wearing a large um, frog. Like it wasn't out at the time, but you know how later on, like Mario had the frog suit. Yeah. It looks like that. Right. Okay. Where like his face is coming out of the mouth. (laughs) Jamie is a picture of him as a child, I guess, with a straw hat on. (laughs) Joel uh, uh, is a picture of him with the, uh, with the, with the rabbit. Um, um, kind of ears hat on. Yeah. Yeah. Rabbit hat, rabbit ears hat. Yes. And then who is Rob a, <laughs> I don't know who Rob a is. So I actually did a little bit of research to try to figure this out. And people reference Rob a in reference to Goaty hook sometimes, but I can't figure out who he is. I'm sure someone's going to email us and be like, well guys, of course, you know, you're like, but I, we, we, we weren't part of the scene. So I just don't know. Right. So there's a yeah. six member in here for everybody's looking and, uh, you know, everybody listening. And it's, it says Rob a R O B B dash a Rob. And it, uh, there's no other real reference to him anywhere in the booklet. Is there Clifton? I tried to look through and I don't no. like, he's not credited with anything. So it's hard to know like what but his online, purpose is. Online and in interviews, I've seen references to him like coming out on the stage and dancing. Oh, so maybe he's like that extra boss tone um, yeah, or the guy yeah, in a veil that just like yeah. dances. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he has his own like thank yous and everything. Yeah. But his thank yous are really ridiculous. His thank yous are myself and then um, Vanilla Ice, Flow from Midtown Diner in Philly. And if you don't know, you bet you better recognize. Whatever that so, means. Yeah. Um, but no, overall, like I kind of think the packaging on this and the style and the design like mm-hmm. kind of holds up still. Like yeah. it still looks pretty good. It's not like a lot of these albums are like, oh, that looks really dated. Like they spent some money on this and it has held up fairly well overall. Even the fonts they used were, you know, mm-hmm. stylistically like. You would think it might be hard to read, but it works. Yeah. I, I was impressed with the design on this for sure. Me too. Really good job on the back cover. It's got them, their heads like superimposed over sumo wrestlers. And it's pretty funny looking. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And it says no sumo wrestlers were harmed during the production of this album. <laughs> All right. Anything else to talk about, Jay? Um, let me look. Oh, do you have an award for this album? I do. So, and if it's okay, I'll share it with you since we've kind of split this one up. But I'm going to give this the Youth Group Whiplash Award because you go from <laughs> fun to serious and back again. And we suck you in with the fun and then hit you with the serious. So that's a little bit what it felt like for me. <sighs> I, I I think Whiplash is a very fitting award for this album. Yes. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jay, uh, do you want to tell us anything about uh, what happened to the band? After I this? do. After this album, you know, they toured a lot. They played a lot. They released a second album called Banana Man and it came out in late 1997. They released songs we didn't write like a cover album in 98 and then two years to never in 2000. Those were all on tooth and nail records. And then their very final release was an EP on velvet blue music that came out in 2002. Their final official show was uh, at cornerstone on July 7th, 2002. And then they've done some reunion shows. They reunited at a place called circle of hope in Philadelphia with in 2009 played with the Huntington's. And then this last fall, they played a couple different shows uh, kind of East coast area where they're from. And then they played furnace fest. 
Mm-hmm. So just to tell you a little bit about the band members, Conrad left in 97 after Banana Man and started Decapolis in 1999. Clifton and I definitely spent a lot of time on Decapolis <laughs> back in like 99, 2000, 2001. It was kind of a message board slash articles, kind of a precursor to some of the social media stuff. It was like, yeah, maybe like a hangout a little bit like was... Reddit or something. I don't know. Some, yeah, you know. Yeah, the, the 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 website side was like music and theology type articles, mm-hmm. but then it had a message board, and the message board was really like this kind of youth group punk rockers culture kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we definitely met friends on there and hung out mm-hmm. a lot. It was definitely a cool place to like spend time online back in the day. Yeah. We both were fans, but you know, Conrad left when the band was really starting to tour full time. He had an accounting degree, and he kind of worked as an accountant even while he was in the band. So that's kind of what he felt back on after that these days he does a podcast called fast god stuff and he talks about theology and writes silly songs uh, and according to him it's trying to help people love god and others more he's also played in bands called dive bomber and even another band called the calvinist which i'm pretty sure conrad is a calvinist so that's kind of funny yep <laughs> to catch up with the other ones adam is a graphic designer in the dc area um, and after this he played for a little while in a band called the party people he still has his drums, by the way, set up in the same rehearsal space um, at his, I guess his dad's church, I think. Mm-hmm. Jamie is a production director at a church in the D.C. area, and which I think kind of means like sound guy when I looked it up. Okay. Joel, I, I didn't know this until I looked it up. He actually lives in Brooklyn and works uh, as an iOS engineering manager. Hmm. And then the one that has been the hardest for me to track down anything yes. on is Christian. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he moved to California because I found at one point he was in a band called Analog is Dead. Uh, and okay. I have a link to the one thing I found in my notes, Clifton, and in Mission Viejo, California. This was back in about 2009, so it's been a while. And I think he's working as a notary out there now, but that may <laughs> not be him because there's like like scrubbed almost everything else from him off the internet. So if anybody knows about Christian, yeah. let us know. And then. Clifton, you wrote down a few quotes I just was going to share from some of the podcasts that you had referenced earlier. You know, this is just them talking about the band. They said, we were a bunch of idiots who just got up on stage and did whatever we wanted. And somehow that worked. We just made it up as we went. All of this administrative nonsense you have to do, um, but we were good at all of it. (laughs) And then Adam, the last couple of things Adam said, he said, any humors because I wanted to make Joel or Conrad or Christian laugh. And Adam said, we went from goofballs who had slumber parties to guys who were touring all over the place. And that probably is true. Like, I'm sure they really grew Mm -hmm. up as they're doing the band. And it must have been a real shift to kind of move into that. But it's clear that they were, you know, on this album, they were having a lot of fun as they did it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Clifton, I should ask you, what are we doing next time? 
I will tell everyone while Clifton is telling me what we're doing next time. Uh, we are hopefully having some guest host join us soon. We're working on some stuff right now. I don't want to give anything away till I have a little bit more confirmation, but um, hopefully you'll hear some other voices besides Clifton and mine's soon. So stay tuned. I want to do a little bit of a twist here. I mean, not a twist, but you know, something different. I want to do Poor Lose 1995 EP Straight Six. I'm excited about this one because I love Poor Old Lou, but I have not listened to this in a long time. Mm, it's a good one, too. It's also, yeah, very good. It's kind of like right at their, well, just debatable, but for me, I think kind of right at their peak. Um, <laughs> I agree. It's, yeah. it's very good, um, but I, it's been, yeah, it's been a long time, so I'm curious to go back and check this out for sure. Me too. All right, cool. Well, I guess it's uh, that time to say goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Your Music Saved Us. If you enjoyed your time with us, please leave us a review or share this episode. Visit patreon.com slash YMSU to contribute and get extended episodes. Visit our website, yourmusicsavedus.com to find out all the ways to listen. We're on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group or follow us to keep up with the latest or interact with us and send complaints and disagreements to yourmusicsavedus at gmail.com. The music in this episode is the work of Cody Hook and is used with apologies, not permission. Uh, a couple places you can find their stuff. They are on Bandcamp, codyhook.bandcamp.com. It's got their just their last EP of Velvet Blue mm-hmm. on there. But then also, I did find this this week. If you want Goatee Hook shirts, and some of the designs are pretty cool, if you go to threadless.com and just search Goatee Hook, they will pull up some of the new ones they have. And they're pretty nice, honestly. And some are on sale right now as of when we are recording this. So, um, yeah, go check it out. Go buy some stuff. Very cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Indifferent as far as editing goes. Oh, okay. What would save yeah. you the most time editing? Nothing. Mm, if we didn't say uh as much, but mostly me. Okay. And, I, I'm um, trying to work on that, but it's, me too. it's so staying. <laughs> it, when you start noticing, I mean, even just in your daily speech, when you start mm-hmm. noticing and thinking about it, it's almost crippling. It is. It is. Yeah. I've been telling Alice I'd like to just say that less in general and just and yeah. would also not want to say like as much as I say like. I, I also cut out like a, a lot of times. It is, yeah. it is hard. I, uh, 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 sorry, where was I going with this? Cutting out like. Oh, well, uh, like um and us. Like it's to the point now, it's to the point now that when I listen to other podcasts that don't take them out, I'm like, oh my God, guys, you gotta. <laughs> I mean, everybody does it a little bit and that's yes. fine, but Look at me, I'm doing it. We kind of lean on it too much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I leave them in when they make sense in the conversation. When you're like struggling for a word, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But when it's just, when it's just like, nah, uh, nah, mm, mm, yeah. like that, you know, it's, that's when fair. I take them out. Yeah.